very first podcast. Peter <sighs> Preston. I'm excited. I'll be looking back at this someday. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you groove solo, maybe wanna tap a toe. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you groove solo, maybe wanna tap a toe. Yeah. Alright, well, welcome everyone to Polk Cast, Polk State College's first official podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fantosi, and I'm Leah Bartholomew, the co-host. Well, I wanted to ask you about the tune, our little theme song. What did you think of that? I thought it was awesome, and it was created by our very own Peter Preston. Greetings. I, too, thought it was awesome. <laughs> I hope so. He is um, Chain of Lakes Collegiate High School's guidance counselor and lead singer of rock band Zen Fusebox. That is correct. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you and driver for... driver of the Winnebago. Oh, love it. Rock and roll. Now, would you consider it a rock band? What do you guys I call think yourselves? so. Yeah, we, we we generally go with alternative rock. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Well, we did want to give a little shout out to your bandmates. I know that they can't be here with us today, but um, we have Steve Davis who plays drums and bass, and Rich Marcel. Am I saying mm-hmm. his name correctly? Yes. Yes. He is on the guitar. Um, and so we just have a little introduction of you here from your website bio. Um, Raised a poor gypsy child on a sun drenched. Dirt road down Palm Beach Way and fed a steady diet of reggae, roots rock, alt country, ska, Dixie fried punk, and assorted esoteric influences. As he writes in his bio, Preston has balanced a life of rock and roll and higher education, earning his master's degree in mental health counseling from USF to better understand himself and his bandmates, and his PhD from Barry University so people can ask him, what's up, doc, and mean it. Well, welcome to the show, and it sounds like you have an eclectic mix of influences. Can you tell us a little about that, how you got into music in the first place? I guess I just didn't know any better. You know, when I was growing up, I had influences from uh, my parents and my family. And, you know, I grew up in uh, Palm Beach County, and I really just didn't know that it wasn't normal to burst into song or start dancing. You know, I have a sister that's a choreographer. My father was, uh, you know, very... Um, instrumental in things. Uh, they're a little older than most folks' parents, so I grew up with a, a you know, almost a, a different style of music, old jazz and things. Um, my dad was a big Nat King Cole fan, and I had an uncle, um, Uncle Hep, which, you know, if you don't know, Hep is the word that predates hip. And uh, he was actually a professional harmonica player, played with some of the big uh, harmonica bands that were big in the 30s and 40s, um, the Harmonica Rascals and Bora Minovich and things like that. So I, I grew up with you know a lot of music around me um, and just have never really pigeonholed myself into one style of music, my one type. What instrument did you pick up first? I guess voice, obviously, you know, I always had that around. But uh, but then uh, when I got into uh, high school, I, I um, wanted to be in the band. And so I actually started playing trombone. And it's interesting how when you learn any musical instrument, that can translate very well. You know, I only played it a couple years and then um, I went on the football team, actually, so I couldn't do both, unfortunately. Um, but then I, I picked up guitar later. Um, I don't play much guitar with my current band because uh, Steve and Rich are pretty awesome. Um, but I do play harmonica and, uh, and then just all kind of other odd instruments, you know, didgeridoo. I found one of those once and decided we threw that on an album. Um, and then any sort of, uh, percussion type instruments, you know, cymbals or, um, you know, of course, castanets being a gypsy and all. Really cool. 
So what is the inspiration behind Zen Fusebox? Gosh, really just a, a longtime group of friends that I had had for many years. And every time we got together, we kind of jammed and would do, you know, different tunes and things. And they're both in other groups. Uh, you know, talked a little about Rich. He, he's out of Orlando and he's with the Forefathers, which is a world music instrumental band. And then Steve Davis is the incredible bass player for the Tomcats Jazz Orchestra, an 18-piece uh, orchestra that plays out of St. Pete Beach. And um, they'd been playing for years, and we'd been jamming for years. And all of a sudden, we just said, you know, we should do something together. Um, and so that kind of kicked off the start of uh, doing original music. We actually took a vote among all the family members to uh, come up with the name Zen Fuse Box because we liked the idea of how we come from many different angles, you know, whether it's very jazz or, you know, I feel like what I add is, you know, a little bit of country and a little bit of reggae and just, you know, we kind of come from all different angles, fuse it all together, specialize in doing all number of genres. I mean, that's really something that we're proud of that we, you know, we have a, you know, on one of our albums, we have a hip hop song, we have a death metal song, we have, you know, pretty crooning type songs, pretty instrumentals. Um, but, you know, probably mostly we lean towards alternative rock. Okay. Now, how long have you guys been together, like as Zen Fusebox? Gosh, as Zen Fusebox, I guess that was actually 2011 that we came up with that name is my, is my best guess. The record might not reflect that, but I think that's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. And you guys have three albums? We do. We are, we have uh, three albums. Our first two albums are all original music. Our third album evolved out of an EP where we had done some uh, cover songs and decided to expand on that. So our third album, Sound Revival, is all cover tunes. Um, and that gave us some time to uh, start working on the fourth album, which is coming out any second. Look at it for uh, internet websites near you. It's actually kind of cool. We make like, you know, every every month we get like dozens of dollars from... Uh, from uh, Spotify, and uh, it's really it's re the neatest part about it is how Spotify tracks things, and so for whatever reason we have like a nice little fan base in Turkey, That's and they'll awesome. they'll hit up our Facebook page in Turkish, and we're like, oh, I'm not sure what's saying. I don't know, you know, you never know. This this might be how you know politicians got involved, so who knows? But uh, but we do have you know it's neat to see where we sell albums around the world. Might be your first world tour, huh? Turkey, Absolutely, yeah. Well, well, we were first actually played on the radio in England. Um, we were played on their version of NPR, and they played one of our songs on a Roots Rock, um, uh, Roots Rock radio show. And uh, what was neat was through that, we were on the same ticket. You know, our songs were played with uh, some groups from around the world, and one of whom was from Argentina, and we keep in touch with them. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's, kind of, it's, it's neat. Very cool. So in all of that, it sounds like like we were having a conversation. You're like a rock star, you know, that sort of like sounds like the main thing that you do with your life and free time. And really, you're a high school guidance counselor. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's tell us a little doing. bit about that. Like, how does that sort of go come into play? Okay, well, I've, I've been a guidance counselor for many, many years. I was at a large public school, um, and when the position came up at the collegiate high school and I had, you know, finished up my Ph.D. studies, I said, wow, this is like my dream job. It's working at a college, but also being a guidance counselor and working with high school students and uh, – 
you know, getting them on their way. And it's, it's, you know, probably it's funny, but the, I think the most rewarding part of being a guidance counselor is the end product. I just love having our alumni come back and say that they're doing great and they had a great time when they were here and learned a lot and all their friends were running around not knowing what to do and they were right on it, knew what to do. Have any of your students heard your music? You know, it's interesting, but um, I I would say yes, but mostly no. Um, It seems like it's almost just like a running joke that every once in a while a student will come and say, Dr. Preston, you know, I heard your band and, you know, hey, I heard this song or I turned on this YouTube video. And there'll always be like 10 other students that'll go, you're in a band? You know, that relationship. I I try to try to reciprocate by... um, you know, just being aware of music today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really something that I've I've never tried to once again pigeonhole myself into any specific genre of music. You know, I keep an eye out for you know what T-shirts and things my students are wearing, so that I could say, hmm, hadn't heard of that group. Let's you know see what that's like. I bet they'd love to hear you rap, Jesse J. <laughs> I don't know. That was <laughs> yeah. The, I don't know if that was my uh, top rapping you know excursion. <laughs> You know, uh, our, the theme song here on the one is, is, you know, seems like each album we've put at least a little bit of rapping. Are there any other ways that your music kind of ties into what you do here? You said, you know, just staying on top of new music and things like that. But um, anything else that you can oh, think Oh, absolutely. Of? You know, I mean, that that's really the main thing is, is that, you know, music can be such a, you know, just such a panacea for everything else. It, 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 you know, is obviously linked to math and things of that nature and math and science tie-ins, um, but also just culture, you know, just being aware of, of culture. Um, you know, a lot of students, you know, will will talk about, you know, different classic rock bands and, and things. And, you know, it's amazing how many students haven't heard of The Doors and know that Jim Morrison's from Florida. And, you know, They'll sometimes say excuse of, you know, well, yeah, but we didn't grow up in that. I'm like, well, I didn't grow up in that either. That was before my time either, you know, or, or sometimes I'll use the statement of, well, you know, I, I listen to Beethoven and he was before my time too. So, you know, but, uh, but it is, it, it is a nice uh, tie in to students. What were you like as a student? Why didn't you pursue music in school? Why did you go the mental health counseling route? Oh, gosh. There's, there's a there's a lot of distance between those things. I mean, I really I, I was involved with music uh, when I was in college, and um, when I went to work on a second degree in Gainesville is really where I got my start playing with uh, different bands and things. I played with uh, oh gosh, legendary band Loose Fragments and the Squirrel Nut Zippers and things in Gainesville. I, I you know was either on the same bill with them or played with them, but that was where I really got my start. It was kind of a neat you know, hanging out in the student ghetto in Gainesville and and moving from band to band and, you know, singing one night with this band and another night with this band and, um, you know, doing some of the festivals there. So that's, you know, and Gainesville's a a very, you know, neat, eclectic place. Mm -hmm. You know, we we occasionally go by the Tasty Freeze where Tom Petty used to work. So that was always neat. Um, But as far as, gosh, what kind of student was I? I I was really a pretty bad student. Um, You know, I, I, you know, was always... Especially in, from elementary school on, getting in a lot of trouble and things. But finally, you know, when I got off to college, that was really my big wake up call. I went, I went to Stetson University and, you know, really loved it there. You know, and so something that I still tell my my students is, you know, when you go off to college, have as much fun as possible, and just realize that the price you pay for that fun is going to class, getting good grades, 
or you'll get kicked out. So, um, so that was always you know, a big motivation not to have to go back to West Palm. <laughs> Where can people go listen to your music? Oh yeah, I started to mention that that we're. Um, I believe that where we get the mo- the biggest cut is from CD Baby. So if you know if you want to buy the the albums and things, which you know our first album is Zero Downtime, and second album was something else. Um, we we name them each. We give them each different names as we dogs move and along. helicopters. Dogs and helicopters. Yes, which which oddly enough were two. The names of our albums were actually two um, names that didn't make it for the name of the band. You know, Zero Downtime, that was like one, that, that sounded like a cool name. So we named the first album that. And then Dogs and Helicopters, that was Rich's idea, which, you know, we soundly defeated. But the new one's called Turnpike to Jupiter, which is kind of an interesting Florida history thing. For many years, I-95 had a gap in it. And so you had to um, get off at Fort Pierce and go on to um, the Turnpike and then take the Turnpike to Jupiter. And then get off at the town of Jupiter and get back onto I-95. And so when I was explaining that to the band members, they just they just jumped on that. They were like, you know, turn back to Jupiter. That'd be the good name for an album. That's so, neat. So that's where it came from. That's cool. Yeah. Who puts together your crazy YouTube videos and your music videos? Um, we all kind of assist on that, but, uh, but I like, I like to throw in kind of the artworks and things, um, you know, some of those eclectic artworks and things. And, uh, you know, we do those and, and we occasionally do play out. It's kind of tough since we live in different spots, but we have played at, uh, the Duncan Theater at, uh, Palm Beach State College. We've had our music performed at, um, oh gosh, Seminole State College. Um, and then also at the Lyric Theater and Stewart and the Stewart Arts Festival and, so we have been out there a few times. Very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun to play live. Well, if there's no more questions, um, we were hoping that you could play a little bit of your harmonica for the okay, listeners. Okay, sure thing. <laughs> yeah, I brought my uh, my blues rat, and uh, this is actually one that I got it got in a uh, got this one in um, Nashville, and uh, this is a song that uh, is going to actually be on our third album. Um, and it's an old tune, but, uh, Steve suggested that we each put a solo thing where it's just us on each. So, you know, so Rich does a really pretty piece and, uh, and I, and I do this. Met my baby back in Boynton For three years hand running She was my main most woman And we lived off of loving Pretty soon she called me lazy Wanted diamonds and furs she Started calling me lazy With motivational seminars Made me sell all my hunting dogs. Yeah, all my cocker spaniels. She started hanging out with my best buddy Jack Daniels. She was a mean mistreater, which was why I had to leave her. Such a mean mistreater. 
Which was why I had to leave her Such a mean mistreater Which was why I had to leave her Watch me leave her, here we go, come on her Now the state's eternal Told me it's a sin They gave me time, sir And restitution She's a mean mistreater Which was why I had to leave her She was a mean mistreater Which was why I had to leave her Such a mean mistreater Which was why I had to leave her Kind of free form rock and roll, make you groove solo, maybe wanna tap your toe. Just another kind of free form rock and roll, make you groove solo, maybe wanna tap your toe. Woo! Yeah.